Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, the world becomes a witness to Hamas's unspeakable atrocities, and Israel vows to fight evil. Plus, families living in a nightmare, their loved ones taken hostage in the Gaza Strip, see their plight to free them. And American cities beef up security around Jewish centers as fears grow over potential future anti-Semitic attacks on U.S. soil. Plus, Israelis rally to support soldiers fighting on the front lines and survivors of Hamas's massacre. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Israel is pounding the Gaza Strip with an intensity we have never seen before. Its goal, to eliminate every member of Hamas after the terror group committed the worst atrocity against the Jewish people since the Holocaust. The IDF has warned more than one million Palestinians to leave northern Gaza ahead of an imminent ground invasion. Meanwhile, worldwide support for Israel is gaining ground. Take a look. Thursday night, Israel's new emergency government was sworn in. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu explained why. Since October 7, 2023, at 6 o'clock in the morning, because of the war that was forced on the state of Israel through a murderous terrorist attack from the Gaza Strip. The new government includes former IDF Chief of Staff Benny Gantz and several members of the opposition parties. As the IDF amasses a huge military force on the Gaza border, it's warning civilians in Gaza to get out of harm's way to save Palestinian lives. And I would like to read verbatim, word for word, the message that we sent, obviously in Arabic, to the local population in Gaza City, informing them of the need to evacuate from where they are for their own safety. This is the message. The IDF calls for the evacuation of all civilians from Gaza City. I can I'll zoom in in a second. From Gaza City, from their homes, southwards for their own safety and protection and to move to the area south of Wadi Gaza, the river Gaza, as shown on the map. We are not seeing the residents of Gaza Strip as our enemies. Hamas is our enemy. Hamas is our enemy and will pay the price of what he did to us. People are saying Israel is revenging. No, 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 it's not revenge. How can you revenge one-year-old baby that they shot him in the head. What is the revenge for it? There is no revenge for it. This is just an, uh, a, a war and an, an uh, operational strategy of Israel to eliminate Hamas of its power. Hamas is claiming they did not target civilians. We here would like to stress that there were clear instructions from the top commander of Al-Qassam brigades to avoid targeting civilians or killing them. Yona Bob, military correspondent for the Jerusalem Post, witnessed the carnage in the kibbutz Be'erif. People are saying Hamas is ISIS, and that's what, that's what happened, because when you have women, children, babies, elderly being slaughtered, heads being cut off, blood everywhere, the, the, you know, the pictures, the videos that have, that have come out, what, what they did to these communities was just horrific, monstrous. Um, you know, we, we could just go on with the adjectives, and that is what has turned the world—I don't say the world was for Hamas before, but the world is behind Israel on a level that it hasn't been in a very long time because of the, you know, 
other barbarity that they saw from Hamas in this case in Be'eri, which I just saw, and in another 21 communities. Yeah. Israel is also building up its presence along the northern border in case of fighting with Hezbollah. Today's actions come after the U.S. and Qatar reach an agreement that Qatar will not act on any request from Iran to access the $6 billion in Iranian funds that were unblocked as part of a prisoner swap last month. And Jews around the world were urged to be cautious after a former Hamas chief called for a day of jihad by Muslims for today. But for now, the focus is on Gaza and Israel's apparently imminent ground invasion. I spoke with author and Jerusalem Post military correspondent Yona Bob about what he saw in the communities Hamas destroyed. Yona Bob, you're the uh, military correspondent for the Jerusalem Post, also the co-author of Target Tehran. Uh, but yesterday, you went down to one of the villages, one of the communities really devastated by Hamas. Tell us your experience there. Yes, I went to Be'eri. It was one of the 22 villages which Hamas invaded, the slaughter. We're talking about 1,200 people at this point. And what I called it in my article was carnage. That's what I saw, was utter carnage. Houses torn to pieces, cars torn to pieces, cars ripped into each other in ways that you couldn't imagine, water flowing out of the street, a war zone of complete destruction. This was a well-off, sort of almost country club level, uh, you know, kind of place. Here and there, there was an eerie, you know, house that somehow hadn't been touched, and you could see the contrast between the houses, what was before and what was now. Most of it was destroyed. It's just horrific, almost unspeakable. Uh, you're also the co-author of Target Tehran. What connection do you see Iran has with Hamas and Hezbollah up in the north? There's absolutely a connection. Iran wasn't necessarily behind this specific operation. We'll see. There may be more evidence that they were. But even if they weren't behind this specific operation, the reason that this happened in the long run was from them, from their funding, from their logistics, from their training, from their pushing Hamas constantly, Islamic Jihad in Gaza constantly to be at war, to be in conflict with Israel, Hezbollah in Lebanon constantly to be in war, in conflict with Israel. All of that is coming from Iran. There's no way that this would have happened without Iran pushing for it. Again, even if the specific timing, Iran didn't give the order, do it on this day, the sophistication that Hamas has at this point, that they were able to both launch 2,000 rockets all at once, hang glider, you know, motorized hang gliders, and at the same time, of invasion from the sea, 1,000, you know, soldiers invading from 29 different points, all synchronized perfectly to, you know, fool Israel, distract Israel in so many different ways. That couldn't have happened without Iran's help over years. Mm -hmm. So. Did Iran give the order on this? We don't know yet. We can't say for sure. Maybe there'll be more evidence about that. But would this have happened without Iran? Absolutely not. The bigger strategic picture, Iran is still the major enemy of Israel, and I feel most of the civilized world. You're the co-author of Target Tehran. Final question. Tell us about, uh, while this is all happening, Tehran is still racing towards a nuclear weapon. Your book really goes into great detail about how the Mossad has tried to stop that. How does that all fit into this equation right now? Right. So that is still the biggest threat. At the end of the day, with everything that Hamas did on Saturday, killing around 1,000, 1,200 people, at the end of the day, an Iranian nuclear weapon is a much larger threat, is an existential threat. Hamas cannot be and still is not an existential threat to Israel. What they did was terrible, but now they are on the run. They are continuing—they're going to continue to be on the run. Iran is an existential threat to Israel, especially if it gets a nuclear weapon. The only reason— 
Yes, sanctions, diplomacy have helped, but the main reason that they haven't got a nuclear weapon for 30 years is because the Mossad, over and over again, I have to say according to the censor, according to foreign sources, has exploded a Natanz nuclear facility in July 2020, another Natanz nuclear facility in April 2021, another facility at Karaz in June 2021. And I could go on, and we go on in the book, the assassination of Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, the chief nuclear scientist, the father, the Oppenheimer for Iran of the bomb in that country. I could go on. We do in the book. Again, I have to say, the Mossad, is their job over? Have they permanently stopped their end from getting a nuclear weapon? No. But they've kept them away for 30 years. And to the extent that I have confidence that Iran will not get to a nuclear weapon, one of the major reasons is, even today, if Iran is plotting to do it, the Mossad is watching. Yeah. Yona Bob, thanks for your expertise. Great book. Highly recommend Target Tehran. And, uh, well, and we're, I'm sure we'll be in touch. This is going to be a long uh, campaign, it seems. Coming up, hostages taken to Gaza, their fate still unknown. Meet the desperate families working night and day to rescue their loved ones. He walked with the living God and showed us the keys to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. Pat Robertson, evangelist, humanitarian, statesman, educator, author, and visionary. Watch Pat's story and be encouraged by his many teachings. Go to cbn.com slash pat to learn more about what the Lord accomplished through this remarkable servant. A new wave of anti-Semitism is sweeping the globe, and the Jewish state faces hostility at every turn. Now is the time for Christians to support Israel. In CBN's free booklet, Why Christians Stand with Israel, you'll discover why Christians support the Jewish state and why we must stand together with the Jewish people. Get your free copy today. Call now or go to cbn.com slash stand with Israel. One of the most terrifying things about the Hamas attack is the abduction of an unknown number of civilians and soldiers by terrorists who took them to the Gaza Strip. Some are American citizens, and their family members are calling on the U.S. to help find them. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl brings us more. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with American citizens in Tel Aviv whose family members are missing. It sounded like the Secretary of State was really exploring all different options. I think it's obvious that this is going to be a very complicated situation. There's no official count of how many Hamas is holding hostage. Many of them are citizens of other countries. Earlier this week, families with American citizenship told their stories to journalists. I normally don't use my phone on the Jewish Sabbath, but it was an emergency and I needed to know where my son was. So I turned my phone on, I believe at 8.23 in the morning. And when I turned it on, there were two texts in a row from Hirsch at 8.11. Uh, the first one said, I love you, and immediately at 8.11 also it said, I'm sorry. Hirsch Goldberg Pauline was at a rave party when Hamas terrorists infiltrated and rockets started flying into Israel. So I knew immediately wherever he was, it was a terrible situation. I took it to mean, I love you and I'm sorry because whatever is going to happen is going to cause you tremendous pain and worry. Adrian Netta, 
A 66-year-old retired nurse was on the phone with her children for an hour before terrorists broke into her home. We kept hearing them shooting. And we talked about going next year to Paris. And she said she loves us. And we told her it's not the time to say it. And then, all of a sudden, she said they, they were walking in, into the house. She tried to speak uh, Arabic with the terrorists, and she talked to the terrorists, to the kidnapper, and he asked her who is on the phone, and she said her children, and this was the last time we heard of her. 19-year-old Itai Hen is a soldier whose base near Gaza was attacked. Our last communication with him was at 6.30 Saturday, where he communicated that they are being under attack, and since then we have not heard from him. We got a uh, indication from the uh, official of the IDF that our son is defined as missing in action. Sagi Dekelchen, a father of two, went out with others to defend his village, kibbutz near Oz, when it came under attack. 6.30 in the morning, a large number of Hamas terrorists um, invaded our kibbutz and began rampaging through all of the all of the homes and uh, all of the buildings throughout the kibbutz. Uh, nothing remains of our small community. Many of the younger men and some of the older men um, organized to defend their families in their homes. Uh, almost all of them are uh, missing. They have a message for the world. Everyone should know that what happened is unusual. It's barbarian, and there is a good side and bad side now. And if you have to choose now, you know what to choose. And the world should stand up and set the line, said this is not acceptable in any terms. We cannot have terrorists breaking into the rooms of families, children, and taking them. By allowing this type of aggression to happen in our region, that would just give more organizations like the Hamas, which is not a state nation, to act in similar ways. So if the international community allows this to happen here, it'll be in your backyard pretty soon as well. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. We're all trying to wrap our heads around the atrocities of last weekend on the Gaza border. Another threat looms on Israel's northern border, the Iranian-backed Hezbollah. Recently, we had the unique opportunity to speak with a former member of Hezbollah in our studio. What is the mindset of these Hezbollah fighters? And as they anticipate a war with Israel, or as they say, the Zionist entity, and how can we pray? I got to tell you what... I felt when I was part of Hezbollah, when I volunteered to walk on landmines, two elements. There was the element of me believing in Islam. But the hurt that I had, the desperation, we, I lost, I lived in Abadan. We lost our home within half an hour. 
in the bombs, the first city that got attacked. All of that loss helped uh, create an atmosphere in my heart and mind for the mullahs, for the imams, to fill it with anger, hatred, and lies. So when people go to war with Israel, there is all of their pain of having lost cousins, having had nothing to live for, the normal things you hope for your children. Most of these people don't have that, don't enjoy university for their children and all these things. So that is part of the problem. But that is used by the mullahs, by the imams, to turn that into a hatred against the Jews and say, America is at fault, then Israel is at fault, this is at fault, that's, and then gets them all riled up, Allah wants you to do this. And I want to challenge the body of believer to have a heart for all these people and pray peace and revelation. But also, if I can take this, if there is any Muslim seeing this right now, I want to challenge them. And I want to say, how come all these mullahs who believe so much in the will of Allah and who believe in heaven and being a martyr, how come they are not on the front line? How come their sons and daughters and their grandchildren are not on the front line? And I want to challenge every Muslim to not be deceived by the lies of these bunch of liars that are, are in only for money. And they know that my life is online because I'm calling them out, but I'm speaking the truth, and they know it, the Muslims know it, and they should give up on their lies. They should sit down and ask God, the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, the God that sent so many prophets to them, like Moses, ask him, what is your will? Reveal to us your will. If Muslims are hearing, if the Christian body is there, we should pray that they would ask this question and their eyes would be open to the lies of the governing body that is just self-centered because their own things. They're leaning, they're layering their pockets with millions. They're not in for the Muslim people. And that they know is true because I was one of them that lived under that. So we can pray for revelation mm. and for the blindness to go away. Up next, growing alarms in the U.S. over potential anti-Semitic attacks against Jewish communities, how state and local governments are responding. Twenty twenty-three marks Israel's 75th anniversary. Wanting only a homeland of their own, the Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And so my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. 
You can stand with the nation of Israel and support their basic right to exist through CPN Israel. Your donation makes it possible to give humanitarian aid to Israelis in crisis while simultaneously reaching millions worldwide with breaking news and award-winning films that tell the true story of the Jewish people. Will you stand with Israel during their 75th anniversary? Call 1-800-265-0996. Go to cbn.com slash support Israel or text CBN Israel to 91999. Ripples from attacks on Israel are having an impact in the U.S. Authorities are under pressure to ramp up security for Jewish communities over concerns of a potential surge in anti-Semitic attacks. National security correspondent Caitlin Burke has more. Long before Hamas attacked Israel, anti-Semitism in America has been a major concern. Now, spurred on by this current Middle East conflict, a wave of anti-Israel protests is spreading hate against the Jewish community. This type of rhetoric can lead to violence. And sadly, Devorah Halberstam, an activist against anti-Semitism, knows that all too well. Her oldest son, Ari, murdered for simply being Jewish back in 1994. My son's case in particular was a revenge attack for what was taking place in the Middle East. So certainly on a smaller scale, it was similar to that. And my son, who was completely innocent, it was an attack on an entire van load of identifiable Jewish students. And Ari, was, his van was shot up with 40 rounds of ammunition. Halberstam calls the hate that fuels anti-Semitism a threat to all of civilization, not just the Jewish community. It's amazing how, how much devastation hatred can create. But people need to look at this and say, that could be my son and my daughter, and my sister, or my brother, or my friend, or my neighbor. While state and local leaders see no current credible threats against their Jewish communities, they aren't taking any chances. In New York City, home to the world's largest Jewish population outside of Israel, the NYPD is under orders to make sure they have all the resources they need to feel protected. Governor Kathy Hochul reiterating anti-Semitism will not be tolerated. And I'll continue to fight anti-Semitism. Every place it rears its ugly head. We will defeat evil right here in New York. Let's win this for everyone. Let's stick together. New York stands with Israel. Virginia Attorney General Jason Miares tells CBN News state police have ramped up patrols of synagogues, Jewish day schools, and Jewish community centers. Anti-Semitism is the world's oldest form of bigotry. It seems to always come out of the shadows when there's conflict and right now we want to make sure that that our Jewish citizens feel protected and safe and secure. Meanwhile, in Washington state, members of the Jewish community say their leaders have failed to follow through on promises of increased security. Seattle talk show host Jason Rance, author of the book What's Killing America, says liberal policies in his state have created an environment that feeds anti-Semitism. He blames the lack of condemnation of the Hamas attacks for causing greater anxiety among the Jewish community rather than providing a sense of security. We're noticing who's showing up to these pro-Hamas rallies, and I think it's, I think people are realizing these are our neighbors, right? These are our doctors, our lawyers, our kids' teachers, and that is a terrifying reality that you have people celebrating the deaths of innocent Jews 
and they seem to feel like it's okay to hold that position. According to the Anti-Defamation League, a rise in anti-Semitic activity usually follows periods of increased hostilities between Israel and terrorist groups. The ADL is urging the Jewish community worldwide to remain vigilant. Caitlin Burke, CBN News, Washington. Still ahead, in the face of unspeakable tragedy, these Israelis are supporting soldiers on the front lines with a little taste from home. Welcome to the Quantum Labs Open Mic Comedy Night. Have you seen how big Rig is? He doesn't even fit into my treehouse teahouse. Those weren't kind things to say about Rig. A few laughs from a crowd is not worth hurting a friend, Widget. Yeah, Widget. Just look at the guy. Hey, Rig, we're going to go read a Bible story. Do you want to come with us? Bible story? I love Bible stories. Come on, let's go. Join the CBN Animation Club and get Gizmo Go. Kindness is no joke. Plus two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. You'll also receive free instant streaming access to the entire Superbook library. Be sure to join Gizmo, Tina, and their friends at Quantum Labs for an all-new adventure. Why, thank you. I did not realize there were so many different ways to be kind. Gizmo Go, a great new way for young children to discover God's truths. As developments in the Israel-Hamas war dominate the headlines, there are positive events going on behind the scenes. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl takes a look at how people are using creative and useful ways to spend their time. This is one of the toughest times facing Israelis in decades. Still, they have a knack for pulling together during a crisis. This is the Satya restaurant in Jerusalem. It's closed for business now due to the war in Israel, but the owner and volunteers are making a lot of amazing food for a very good cause. We organized about uh, bringing a lot, a lot of uh, food and we cook, you know, like all week and send a lot, a lot of hundreds of plates to family that came from, you know, like near Gaza to soldiers. Owner Ilan Garusi and his staff have been preparing hundreds of meals a day for soldiers and those who fled from around the Gaza border. We just cook during the evening. We make preparation. And now in the morning, we cook a lot of stuff, you know, like pasta bolognese, kube, meatballs, and whatever we get. And we just cook, and after that, we send all, you know, like in the area of 12, 1 o'clock, everything is prepared, and we just send it. The food is packed in cartons, picked up, and transported to those in need. Garusi said he's providing the food free of charge while his staff volunteers their time. Thanks for all our customers that during all those years that they came here to Satya and ate and drink, this money also came from you because now we spend this money also. Garusi's three sons currently serve as combat soldiers. He says while the army may provide snacks there, the soldiers need a warm meal. He says his restaurant is just one of many helping out in these tough times. This is the most beautiful hours of the Israeli citizen. This is our power, and uh, we go this low. So from here, we just have to climb up, and it will be. I think this is the power of the, the people in Israel. We fight, and I think we'll succeed. From this point, 
we climb to a, a higher level. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can follow us on social media. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts. And you can follow our daily reports on CBN News YouTube and Jerusalem Dateline Facebook. And remember to keep praying for the peace and the protection of Israel that the Lord would undertake on behalf of the apple of his eye. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.